It's X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Those of you watching at Vikings.com, thank you very much. It is Paul Allen this week joined by General Manager Rick Spielman on a show courtesy of U.S. Bank. Good luck against New Orleans and uh, an early Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Spielman. How are things? Yeah, happy holidays to your family and to all of our fans out there. Yep, definitely watching this uh, on a holiday week, hoping you beat the Saints, finish it off with a victory at Detroit. Can I, may I ask you um, a game-related personal question to begin? Yes. Thank you. Uh, when, when you watch the team play, what triggers you to write stuff down? Because like where I call the games, you're, you're like two or three booths to the right. Sometimes I look over there and I'm like, Heavenly Father, please put peace in this man's soul when things aren't going well. <laughs> but I also see you write a lot of stuff down. What are you writing down? It's, it's basically just writing things that happen during a game, whether it's uh, something a player does. Uh, you know, every week we're, uh, coaches are responsible for turning in maybe a questionable call during a game. I'll make note of that. I usually try to write a note down on each play on some of the positives or negatives that I've seen. I know, uh, you know, we're looking at the game production standpoint, what a great job uh, Harp does, Brian Harper and his crew on video replays. If they're showing it at the right time, is it going to be a competitive advantage for us? Although staying within the NFL rules. So there's just a lot of different things that are going on uh, during a game. And just making sure that you take notes here or there because you're not going to remember everything uh, once you get back in. You're going back and you're going to review the film and do all the personnel stuff, but there's so much else going on and uh, just being observant each play. Yeah, and, and I got into this last week with the head coach, Mike Zimmer. It's like that there were two legitimately awful uh, calls that went against you in the Tampa Bay game. And, you know, I know the game's over. There's nothing you can do, but they, they both led to points. You know, then uh, in this Bears game, Akeem Hicks punches Brian O'Neill and it's not called. So you, you guys send in these plays. Like, what comes out of that when you send in plays? Usually we'll get a response back after the league reviews it and uh, tells us if it was a correct or incorrect call or that should have been called or should not have been called. So uh, the game's over. Can't change the game. Uh, but at least, hopefully, you know, we can answer the question. So if the ownership calls me, yeah, it should have been called this way from the league response. But hopefully the league uses those as they review them with the officials uh, to help the officials grow each week as well. Love, love that. Rick Spielman, general manager of the Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's. So just kind of a, a broad question, Rick, how are you handling the six and eight season with two to go? Well, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a frustrating season. It's like, uh, you know, every game's been down to the wire this year. There's some games that, you know, we maybe could have finished off, but it is what it is. So you uh, assess where you're at. Uh, you know, this week we still had over 400 yards of total offense against a very good Bears defense, um, but we were down 20-7 to 7 at one point. So we had some slower starts, but the resiliency of this team, the grit of this team to come back and throw 17 points up and 14 first down, first downs in the three possessions of the uh, second half to get us back in the game. And the defense probably didn't play its best game of the season. Uh, but when we didn't convert on those third and fourth and one situations, the defense on a short field held 
uh, Chicago uh, to two field goals there, uh, which was very uh, difficult to do. So they bowed up during that situation. And then at the end of the game to see uh, Cam Danzler go up and, and make that interception to get us back into the game again and give us a chance to win. So how the thing and the ebbs and flows that go on during the season, the one thing I think that you see, uh, and you've seen it almost every week, is that this team really does have no quit in it and it'll fight to the bitter end whether we win or lose. Uh, they're going to keep swinging all the way through the game. Love that, uh, no doubt. And it personifies the head coach's personality, likewise for you, a couple of tough guys. I mean, after that Atlanta disaster and you got an extra week to think about it, and you come back and break Green Bay spirit at Lambeau like that, I mean, I think that personifies that toughness per, uh, uh, personally. Now, it's too early to ask this, but I'm, I'm going to hit you anyway. Do, do you envision significant things needing to be done in the offseason to make the team better? Uh, we'll go through that. Every year you're going to do that process, just like every team does. Uh, once we get through this season, uh, we'll assess our strengths. We'll assess the weaknesses, uh, where we need to improve from a personnel standpoint. you got to kind of take into account uh, that you're going to have some of these guys that we're missing this year, some of our blue-chip type players back on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you weigh in what's going to be available in free agency. You weigh the strengths and weaknesses of the draft. Uh, so you can lay your off-season plan out totally uh, on how you want to improve this football team. Uh, we still don't know yet where the cap's going to be, so there's going to be some uh, business decisions that we're going to have to make as we move forward. Uh, but that's the evolution of a roster that we go through each and every year. Hey, Rick, how has college football during COVID times changed the way you analyze college football and get ready for a draft? It's been basically, I, I have not been able to get out and see a lot of these college players in person. I got to one game this year over at the, at the to see Minnesota play Iowa. Uh, other than that, it's been based off of all tape. Uh, you know, our college director, uh, Jamal Stevenson, has been out and seen a couple games. If our college scouts can get out, the only thing they can go to is, is to games, although it's very limited. Uh, and then the condensed season that college had this year, starting late and just finishing up. Uh, there's going to be some bowl games coming up. You know, we're still, they're, they're scheduled to come like the Senior Bowl and some of these other all-star games. But if they're going to go on, you know, we got a lot of decisions to make on what and how the Combine's potentially going to look this year. Uh, just with the way everything is in the world right now with the COVID and, you know, still not out of the woods. It's great that we have a vaccine, but that's going to take time. So we still have to follow a lot of these procedures that are set right now to make it a safe working environment. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, get the information that we need, although it may be different ways we're going to have to get this information. And all that is yet to be determined. But I know, you know, everybody's been working extremely hard with the circumstances that we're dealing with to try to to get prepared for the upcoming offseason. Inside football question off the last two games. Um, are, are you guys starting to see defenses more consciously take away the deep shots with Jefferson and Thielen? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think it started in the Tampa game and even this last week, it was always, um, you know, try to stop Dalvin Cook and try to stop, stop our run game. And because uh, the way Kirk Cousins has been throwing the ball, especially down the field, and he's one of the most 
accurate deep ball throwers in the NFL right now uh, with the emergence of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and, and, and the big plays that we're able to create uh, in the, off of play action in the passing game. All of a sudden, you start to see how some of these defenses played us differently, where they're taking away a lot of those explosive type plays in the passing game, and uh, and, and maybe not focusing as much on the run game. We uh, we mentioned Justin Jefferson, the rookie from LSU. Christmas in a couple of days. You you got your Christmas gift eight months ago. I mean, <laughs> by team. With all due respect, teams taking receiver, other receivers before him. I mean, he's unbelievable at all the spots too, right? I, I think the one thing that makes him unique uh, is just because of the circumstances that he had to come in, just like all the rookies had to come into this year, where you don't have any OTAs, you do not have an off-season program, uh, you have a condensed uh, training camp with no preseason games, and then you just throw these guys out there once the uh, regular season starts. And he's just been phenomenal on his professional approach for a young rookie on how he's handled everything. And even now, you know, being selected to his first Pro Bowl, how mature he is handling that. Uh, wants to go out and still prove more. And, and that's usually a sign that he's going to have a pretty good career, career going forward. Knock on wood that he stays healthy. Christmas in a couple of days. Working in the National Football League and for the Wilfs, that's a gift in its own right, isn't it? Yeah, we've got probably the best owners in the NFL, in my opinion. Not only the support they give us to do our jobs to the best of our ability, to the facilities that they provided us down at U.S. Bank Stadium and here at the TCO Performance Center, uh, but their passion and how, how, how truly they, they really care you know, not about our fans. They really care about this football team. And uh, just like uh, all of us here, uh, we're trying to do everything we can to eventually get that championship here. Rick, uh, back to uh, the Jefferson Thielen conversation. So off Tampa and Chicago, how's that factoring into Dalvin Cook's game? Well, you know, Dalvin's uh, played a lot of snaps for us this year. And, you know, he had another 100 and I think 30-some yards last week. But I think, you know, the one thing uh, about Dalvin that people don't appreciate as much uh, there's a lot of great running backs in the league this year, uh, but Dalvin's ability not only to run the football, uh, but what he does in a passing game sometimes goes overlooked. Uh, some of the, the big plays he makes in a screen game or his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And the thing that people don't notice is because the ball may be going downfield to one of our receivers is how effective he is at locating and picking up blitzes. And that's critical, uh, especially with how the teams have been attacking our offense right now, is his ability to really throw his body in there and pick up a blitzing linebacker, pick up a safety coming off the edge. And some of the things that he does that they're not going to show on all the highlights are pretty incredible to watch when you review the tape on the Monday mornings. Rick, knowing you for a decade and a half, I know you're not big on best or worst. You're not really an absolute guy. So with Harrison Smith, I'm not going to say best season of his career because that's uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. 
I mean, seriously, how much respect do you have for Harrison Smith, the way he's played this year with all those kids back there? Seriously. Yeah, no, he's done a phenomenal job, and Anthony Harris has, too, trying to direct traffic back there with all the rookies that we have playing uh, on defense, and especially in the defensive backfield. And, you know, one play that really stuck out to me in this last week's game, we had our defense was misaligned, and there was a receiver out wide in the play where they ran a boot out to their right, Harrison Smith, just because he's so intelligent, seeing the deficiency that we had due to us not lining up the correct way, uh, came up and made a heck of a play to, to bat that pass down on a, uh, on a boot pass. So that just tells you, again, not uh, how valuable he is on the back end because of his experience and what he sees and how he can make those quick in-game adjustments. Now, with your quarterback, Kirk Cousins, off his best season as a pro in 2019, what have you seen this year, and maybe specifically after the bye? What do you like? I, I think he, uh, you know, he's played his best football since the bye. I think, uh, you know, in, in the beginning of the season, some of those uh, turnovers, you know, we uh, haven't created a lot of turnovers on a defense, and we were giving up way too many turnovers on the off offensive side of the ball. But I think what you've seen, especially the last three or four weeks, is that his ability to make some plays on his feet. And when there's something not there, what we call a potential coverage sack, uh, you see him step up in the pocket. There was a play early in the game where he stepped up in the pocket, was going to throw the ball, recocked it, then hurt, hit Irv Smith on a 21-yard game. Irv did a great job adjusting his route, and that was a critical third down conversion right there. But also, if things are not there, him being able to scramble and pick up some first downs and keep the chains moving uh, if, if nothing's there in the passing game. So I think that's one thing that he's really improved on this year is, is making some plays with his legs. Uh, Rick, what about the makeup of your offensive line? I mean, clearly good enough left to right, Reef to O'Neal. For Cook to do what he's doing, Jefferson, Thielen, Conklin got a TD last week, and so on. But uh, the makeup of the offensive line, what what do you think the next step is? I, I think we're going to we're continuing to evolve up there. We still have a lot of young guys playing, um, and uh, you know it it gets into fitting the scheme that we're trying to run. A lot of this outside zone stuff. I think a lot of these guys, uh, you know, we put a huge emphasis on athleticism up there. Uh, being able to work in space at times when you have to do that gap scheme or come forward sometimes you see some breakdowns there but for the most part uh, you know uh, this line has continued to evolve I mean there's a reason why we're one of the top rushing teams in the league because of how they're run blocking up front and a lot of it has to do uh, with Dalvin too I don't want to take any uh, credit away from him and his unique ability uh, to make plays but I think with us having a top five offense right now uh, a lot of credit has to go to that line up front and no one's ever going to be perfect uh, but they are continually evolving we have a lot of young guys uh, even since we've got Ezra Gorn right now in at the right guard and his 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 maturity level and how he's slowly getting into uh, getting into rhythm 
Uh, you and your staff, a great job of the draft, seriously. Jefferson, Gladney, Dantzler, Cleveland, uh, just being the ultimate team guy, no preseason, playing guard. And then you even get to like Josh Metellus. I mean, if you're not going to play a lot at safety, lead the team in special teams tackles, you know? I mean, that's I think that's big. And that's where a lot of these guys that end up becoming very good players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, start out on special teams. Uh, Anthony Harris, before he became a starter, was one of our core special teams players. Uh, Eric Wilson, another guy who never had a backup type role, but he was such a good special team player. Um, that, and then you see how he evolved into the type of defensive player he is. So one of the signs that I think tells you that this guy has a chance to be a pretty good player in this league on the offense or defensive side is their ability and, and how they adapt and improve on special teams. And I think Metellus is, is going right down that path as of today. Rick Spielman, general manager for the Minnesota Vikings on X's and O's on KFAN. A couple of quickies to close here. Uh, we mentioned Jeff Gladney, his season. I mean, nine snaps against Green Bay. In my opinion, a rough game against Indy. But after that, it's just gone that way, hasn't it? Yeah, I think both him and Cam Danzler continue to improve. And, you know, you look at the evolution of the corners, which is probably the hardest position to adapt at the NFL level, just because the rules are different. The uh, talent is much more uh, significant than they are probably facing at college week in and week out. And, and just, and we talked about this before in some of the previous shows, you see them playing off their natural ability right now. They don't have to think. Um, you know, they don't have to think if this guy goes in motion, the coverage changing. Uh, so now you're starting to see these guys where Cam Danzler maybe missed a play or two, uh, for example, making a play on a ball in the air, and then you go and see him go up and make two interceptions these last two weeks. Uh, closing on an in route, and then uh, last week in the back of the end zone, actually high pointing and go up and getting the ball. So those are all signs that I think these young guys have a chance to continue to grow and to continue to have success for us. So is Dantzler becoming one of those corners, you know, like Rhodes was when he was at his best here, like 16, one of those corners who can like track a receiver? Is he becoming that? I don't know. It's too early to tell yet. You know, I just think that, you know, the things that like when uh, Xavier and he didn't start, uh, you know, and he had some growing pains his rookie year too. But these guys that I know fit the traits that the coaches are looking for, um, that, that are smart, that have true passion for the game uh, and have the physical ability to play in a scheme uh, that Coach Zim wants to run, um, I think... Uh, both these guys have a chance to be pretty good uh, cornerstones for us at that position. Last one. Uh, Christmas Day football, you guys are super banged up, specifically defensively. What, uh, what are you looking to accomplish in this game? Like, what are some big points for you in this game? One, go beat the New Orleans Saints on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be a gift. Uh, thank you very much for everything, not only now but uh, during the course of the year. Merry Christmas to you, ma'am, and uh, best of luck against the Saints. Okay. Thank you.